This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're having a nice day or afternoon or evening. Um, I mean, I should have, you know, I should have given a little more thought to what I was going to say in the intro of this episode, but I haven't. But you know what? Let's let's uh, dedicate this episode to anyone who's in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, this goes out to you. I hope you're making the most of your days, and uh, hopefully this podcast is a big part of that. Hopefully it's dominating your days. You're just listening to this podcast. It's driving a wedge between you and your family, uh, whatever you want. Because for the next hour, we're going to be talking to someone who I just adore, who I just think is so funny, Naomi Ekparagan. Naomi, welcome to I Said No Gifts. How wonderful. What a time to be alive for us, is it? Don't you think, Bridget? This is, uh, you know, it's certainly a time that we're not going to forget. Definitely. We're, you know, it's I've I've lived enough years that I that have just passed me by, and I couldn't tell you a single thing about. <laughs> but here we are in the middle of one, which I will at least be able to point out. Well, maybe more than a year at this point, to a large chunk of life <laughs> that I'll be able to point out as something that happened. Just but. On the other side of that, I won't be able to give you too many details because, right. you know, it's really blurring together at this point. If uh, if I get to go to the store, that's the event. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, how are you holding up? Well, honey, I do my best. You know, and I've been doing my best for years. A cat just walked across. Um, <laughs> I'm doing my best, right? Like I'm trying to be right. alive. I'm trying to just, you know, not go crazy. Um, sure. That's not, that's not easy. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not happening. <laughs> Gosh, you, I have so many animals, Bridger. You know, I've got two I cats. I love what's dog. happening on the zoom right now. The cat has just, uh, is in just enough to wag the tail mm -hmm, uh, in mm -hmm. kind of a, an almost antagonistic way. Oh, and that, what's this cat's name? This cat's name is Squee. And what's so funny about this cat to me, this cat don't give a fuck about me till I'm on a zoom. I will tell you that, okay? <laughs> this cat is usually asleep on a couch, in a chair, just, you know, just baking in a sunspot. 
But the <laughs> moment I start a Zoom, he's like, what you reading for? You know? <laughs> Uh, he's doing an incredible job. He's like, at one point, you've just the entire screen was blacked out. He's taking the spotlight from you. Always. He, this cat is desperate for podcast attention, <laughs> and that's fine. How long have you had this cat? So this cat came with my lover. Um, so, uh, oh, sure. He, uh, 10 years, this cat has oh, been in wow. my life. You know, this All cat right. is by Coastal, you know? Wow. Um, a New York cat, yes, initially. A New York cat. He's gone, you know, in the before times. Like he went, we've flown with these cats five times. But these cats five can times. do it. They could do it. They could just go here and there. Have they ever been difficult or are they just, are you lucky with them? You drug them up a bit. You drug right, them up right. a bit. Um, and pretty good. But you know, it's funny, actually. We've had people like one time, like, and it's to me, it's like so New York. Like when we're leaving and someone's like, like we have the cats in the carriers. So we have two. So Andy and I, we each have a cat. And someone's like, oh, no, I cannot sit next to those cats. And it's like, <laughs> no one said you had to. Like, literally. <laughs> but like every time, the last time we did it, some, the girl who was sitting next, like in the same row as us, she was like, I'm allergic. So then the uh, flight attendant had to make an announcement. It was like, we have cats in row eight. <laughs> and we were wondering if anyone would like to switch with an allergic passenger. So it, they cause way more drama that way, but the cats don't actually do anything. Oh, that's incredible. I've, I've only know one other person who's traveled with a cat and she traveled alone with it. And I think at some point she had to take it out of the kennel yes. to maybe go through security yes. or whatever. And it became a full meltdown. The cat was peeing on her. <gasps> no one was helping her. Uh-huh. And then she had to get on a plane and fly covered in cat Oof. pee. You know, it's a... Okay. So you're, you lucked out. Yeah, you're right. That did happen to us. Meaning Andy, the cat was in his lap and the cat peed at some point. And then he just was covered <laughs> in urine for the rest of the flight. You're right. I blocked that part out. I blocked it out because it didn't of happen to me. Of course you did. Because it didn't happen to me. Well, I, even if it did happen to you, you would want to just black that out and entirely uh-huh. that's wild so oh you've five times what's the deal with the cat travel here have you moved back and forth from new york that many times it's not moved but like before now like so i've been in la three years and then every december like i've spent a month in new york between the holidays ah, right. and birthday and then i'd like to do shows and so if we were going to be in new york you know for a month we couldn't ask anybody to watch our animals we've got to get you some long-term cat care i feel like this is i don't too trust much. these hoes bridger that's true it's scary it is scary it really is scary to think somebody is watching my children and do not <laughs> and they don't love my children the way i do you know what i mean right and even if they do they might just be bad at taking care of things yeah because people I mean, like money Right, you know, it's like not. You could you know. get some cat care grifter, and suddenly <laughs> it's the cats are barely eating. I I will say cats can handle a decent amount of neglect. Not that I'm encouraging you should hire someone to neglect your cats. <laughs> I it's funny because I agree with you, but you know my betrothed his these are his cats. You know first, and he is not like he will not allow it because I was like. Well, we can have somebody come in, you know, once a day or someone like, and he's like, Naomi, would you be okay if you were only fed once a day? And I'm like, <laughs> well, no, but that's because I'm depressed. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fair. It's not fair that you, I have to like, but he was, so he will not, he's like, he wants someone who's coming twice a day and wow. the litter. And it's like, okay, okay. I have to say, Andy, I mean, 
Uh, good for him. Good for. I'm not going to say stop spoiling your cats. Do what you want to do. They're your little babies. It's true. I mean, I will say if somebody gave me a bowl of food that was half my size once a day, I would probably be okay. You know, I get to just move around the house and then I'll remember that there's just a giant bowl of food that I can just go and saunter over and eat from again. Sure, I could do that. Oh, yes, because you're slender, Bridget. You're slender. I feel like food doesn't drive you. Uh, in the way that it drives oh, me, you have and no animals. idea. <laughs> By four o'clock today, I will be starving for dinner. <laughs> I will be ready to break up with my boyfriend. <laughs> Everything will be. I food. Food is literally the only thing at this point that drives me. Oh, God, Nothing else. That's my biggest fear with COVID. I mean, have you? You've read about people who permanently lose taste and smell. Oh, I know. Well, it's when you say that's the fear. For me, I could use a good weight loss trick. Like if that <laughs> happened to me and then I was like able to just melt a little pounds from the cocoa, I'd take it because <laughs> I don't have willpower. So it would take a full disease to make me stop eating. <laughs> Watch what you wish for. I know. Naomi. No, no, no. Absolutely. Suddenly you're not enjoying. I mean, what is left to enjoy at that point? What are you going to do? I don't know. What else? What else do you enjoy? It's so funny you say that because I've really come to realize in the last year that I don't really have hobbies. You know, the things I <laughs> right. enjoy have our work, right? Like are now my job. And so what do I enjoy? You know, I like watching a procedural. I like watching a true crime. That does bring me joy. Uh, right. I really like my animals, the two cats and a dog. That brings me joy. But what else? Like, I don't know. I love to sleep. <laughs> this is very much me where like the things I enjoyed before were writing and comedy, this sort of thing, they have now just become my job. And the rest of my hobbies are extremely passive. What else do you do? I'm watching. There's something flashing on a screen in mm -hmm, front of me. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's a video game that's a, like one degree more active. As what do you hobby, play? What are you playing? What do you have console wise? Um, I have a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo Switch. Well, a Switch is in our household. And what are you playing on this? Well, I'm not touching it. You're not touching it. But it's always going. Have you heard of Zelda Breath of the Wild? Of course I've heard of Zelda. I love that video game. Although it ruined all other video games for me because it's, you know, just this beautiful adventure you get to go on. It's gorgeous. However, but here's my thing with Zelda, though. Every time I feel like every time I look over, you know, and I like kind of check in, he's like making a stew or hunting for <laughs> ingredients. And like I'm, like, I'm like, why? He was like, oh, I don't have enough. He's like, I don't have the right mushroom. I'm like, OK, that's just real life. Okay, that is not like to play a video game where you have to make dinner and don't have all the ingredients is just reality. And I don't Speak appreciate for that. yourself to, to be able to make anything beyond a breakfast taco is escapist. <laughs> the ultimate escape for me. The, um, the things you're the foods you're making in this video game are so beyond my skill level. I mean, it's uh, a mushroom, this a mushroom that you're making. <laughs> you're putting apples together with, you know, wolf meat. I mean, for me, that's the ultimate fantasy. This video game is very much about just becoming an expert chef. Wow. I mean, uh, honey, as long as someone's enjoying themselves, I am livid. People like Animal Crossing. I, I like I don't want a game. That's just like slavery cosplay. You want me to till a field? You want me to till a field? Get out of here. Bridger, get out of here. I will not. I will not. The, I'm, I'm on board with you in that regard. Animal Crossing, we are truly, we've just got, we're out doing chores and work <laughs> and then decorating the house. I just, it, that sounds to me like the ultimate anxiety inducer. I have a hard enough time making my own home look decent. I'm it's like, 
I'm watering the plant, my own plants. They're dying before my eyes. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't do that. I, I appreciate that everybody else is able to escape in that way, but it just to me feels like a work simulation uh, nightmare. Oh, I'm convinced it's them trying to get us ready for work camps and slavery again. Like when they bring it back, you know, it's like the way video games will like what are they? Like, I don't know if it's true or not. But you know, they say some shoot 'em up games like the government monitors who's really good and then tries to recruit you for the army and shit. What? Well, like, you know, like you'll start like those kind of guys will start to get like ads for like military. And oh, army stuff. sure. This makes sense. Sure. You liked it in the video game. Yeah. Like this guy's really into shooting and has no mercy. Uh, he should come work in law enforcement. But I, and so I feel like that's what's happening. Like if I'm really good at tilling the field, be like, we're bringing slavery back. Come with us. <laughs> I won't. Do it. Oh, my God. That, there's it. no question that's what's happening. But I mean, <laughs> hopefully in my case, that just means that I'm going to be recruited to, you know, be the next Mario. You know, these are the things that. That's you loved you jumping on platforms. <laughs> Here we have we've got we've suspended platforms in the air. Bridger, go crazy. <laughs> Eat mushrooms, jump around, do your thing. So you do you play video games at all? Absolutely not. <laughs> I want to though. Like I meaning because like I know people who like it's a, it's an activity. It like kind of takes you away. It's like, but I just like I don't have the coordination. I'm like this isn't real. Like it does. I don't know. I can't get invested. I truly cannot get invested. I need an activity, Bridger. I need an activity so bad. Have you had hobbies at all in your life? Have you ever painted, drawn, sewing? Is that a thing? Crochet? I'm just thinking of, uh, I'm already circling back to painting. So apparently I I think there are three hobbies. (laughs) I was like, I got to get some paints. I was like, I'm going to get some watercolors. Um, Because I was in my past life, I was an editor of an art magazine. And I was like the editor of watercolor magazine. And I was like, I was what? like, I'm just going to paint and that'll be fun. Um, and I haven't bought anything yet, but that's literally what I was thinking last month. I was like, just buy some paints, buy some nice 20 pounds, get some good heavy paper, honey. You want it to be able to absorb yes. that watercolor. Right. You can't have that sinking through onto the counter. Absolutely not. My mom uh, is a watercolorist. Yes, is that a she's word? she's a watercolorist. Uh, as a hobby, but uh, she's always sending me postcards of uh, mushroom shoot watercolors. And then she'll occasionally send me stuff to watercolor with which i have yet to actually use because it's a it's a high pressure activity to me i want it to be good and uh-huh. uh so i'm i'm always circling it but it terrifies <laughs> me okay so i had to give you a gift next time you drop the watercolors at my house so i can get to painting <laughs> okay because that's what i need to do you do i should ha- this is this is my feeling as a podcast host you know i'm I need there needs to be some level of exchange, some sort of <laughs> tit for tat, that sort of thing. But I, I struggle. I, I really struggle. Wait, Bridger, where are you from? I'm from Utah. Interesting. You know, because you said you uh, you um, I'm getting a waspy energy from you. I'm getting an old money feel. <laughs> Mother's oh, doing God. watercolors. I mean, your name is Bridger, <laughs> which isn't a first name. It's very waspy. So I'm getting this like energy of like. Like your mom goes by the name Bitsy, but her real name is Muriel, you know, but everyone calls her Bitsy and she's into watercolors now because I'm telling you, having worked for Watercolor Magazine, white women love a watercolor, okay? They love it. It's non-toxic, so you can really just do it anywhere and it's just lends itself to nature. So, I, you know, I felt that and then I just see it and then I just like, I don't know, like that's the energy I get from you. Like just I don't like, know where of, this. Oh, I'm getting an interruption from a boyfriend mid podcast. This is going to be a situ- 
this will be a conversation after the podcast. Good Lord. Oh, please. Not a, happy. A cat butt fully walked through my frame. <laughs> it's like, honey, in quarantine, I cannot pretend for you anymore. I'm like, this is life. Okay, this is it. I can't stop it from happening. Look, a cat doesn't know what a podcast is. A boyfriend certainly does. <laughs> this is going to be a whole situation. And in the right as you're, you know, basically telling me I'm a wasp from Connecticut. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're not. Where's this energy coming from? I don't know where I'm getting this in. Uh, it's an interesting thing. I come from Utah. You know, the, you know I've been on a deer hunting trip. Uh, you know, I've seen the local neighborhood boys kill a frog in the street. So I don't know where the wasp energy is coming like, from. This is wild. This is like wild <laughs> to me. It's like interesting, 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 Bridger. <laughs> um, speaking of people calling themselves bitsy and true crime, did you watch Murder on Middle Beach? Okay, let me tell you what happened. I started it, but then I was bored by it because I was like, your name is Beach and the murder's on the beach. <laughs> and then it's like, your name is the same name as the town, the sun, you know? And I was like, right. I was like, I'm sorry. Is this what's supposed to captivate me? But then I heard later on, it gets really good. It gets, it's incredible. The pyramid scheme, the words they use in the pyramid scheme. And then the, the waspy names really spiral out of control. <laughs> Somebody's named Sandy Beach. Sandy Beach uh, is right. insane. Um, famous alcoholic Sandy Beach. Um, literally, <laughs> he's famous. Like he's like AA tapes are famous. What? Sandy Beach is like like oh yeah they talk yeah, about he's this. Like famous. So like, he's I, actually famous. Yeah, like he's like his take. Like you listen to him talk, and that's just so funny. But wait, here's the thing though. Do you find out who killed the mom at the end? You don't. But you no. That's you I'm get out. to decide. No, I, look, you know who killed the mom at the end. I mean, if the if the person at the end that you think killed killed the mom didn't kill the mom then something aliens killed the mom really because this i won't state the gender i don't want to give it away but this person who killed the mom is clearly a murderer huh but no one's been tried because here's the thing that I, drives me nuts and i like really if if i was a white woman with nothing to do i would start a petition demanding that podcasts and documentaries where you don't find a killer at the end say that at the top there's <laughs> nothing i hate more than having spent my time watching some shit and then at the end i don't even know who did it rude <laughs> it's incredibly frustrating i'm trying to think of other ones that leave you hanging uh well, I listened to a podcast called Case File, and that's like this Australian okay. narrator, and it's like Case File True Crime. And he will literally just be up in here being like, we don't know. And I'm like, this was 90 minutes of my life. It's like, Why did you start this if you didn't know the answer? He like wants to raise awareness. I'm like, okay, look. <laughs> like, literally, he just needs to say up top, the following case has not been solved, and then I will fast forward. I will go to the next episode. <laughs> But then he's just going to I mean, I guess it is just a tactic. If you if you say that up top, people are everyone's going to skip to the next episode. Well, well, <laughs> don't take away my agency. Did you listen to Chameleon? No. Oh, the podcast about the Hollywood con queen. Wait, you Bridger, should we out. be talking about other podcasts on your podcast? Of course. <laughs> I'm trying to drive. I'm trying to drive listeners away. My favorite murder. Uh <laughs> That's the only podcast I can think of right now. Naomi's got a podcast called Couples Therapy. We're trying to just drain my my listeners out, get me canceled, and 
I can go back and uh, work at a bakery or something. Yeah, <laughs> go back to Utah, kill a frog in the street, work at a bakery. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, I recommend that podcast. It's fascinating. Okay, I'll write it down. I guess that's my new, maybe that's like my hobby. Can listening to crime podcasts be a hobby? Yeah. What are you doing when you're listening to podcasts? Are you cleaning the house or what? Just no, sitting Kenny, around? I'm playing Candy Crush. I'm playing oh. Boggle. I'm playing okay. Gardenscapes. I'm playing <laughs> <laughs> Bubble Witch. I mean, just like everything. Yeah, that's my struggle with podcasts when I'm not driving at all. Is like what I'm. So I've started taking extremely long strolls around the neighborhood. And that seems to work. That's nice. I don't really stroll. Like, you know, I'm in a neighborhood that's kind of on the cusp, like where it's like, it's not like a cute walk. Um, sure, sure. But then also for me, it's like in I've, LA, LA is ground zero for serial killers and cults. This town is not comfortable. And oh, so 100%. to me, like, I don't like when there aren't people on the street. You know, like I can kind of walk north and it's like pretty houses, but then there's no one there. And then I'm convinced I'm going to get, you know, murdered. Right. And you walk south from your area and it's a, exactly. Run, and also there's Scientologists on every corner. It's a lot to deal with. It's I've lived in two places since moving here and both places were within walking distance of a Scientology center. This <laughs> is obviously somebody needs to walk to the Scientology center. <laughs> Naomi, it's time. Look, the first place, it was so funny because they'll like put, you know, the flyer and paper. And one time I literally, like I had gone to an audition. It was terrible. I was terrible. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and I come home, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, this is the dream. And I get to my <laughs> door and there's literally a flyer that says free acting class. Oh, At no. the Scientology Center. And I was like, <gasps> how did they know? And I'm like, that's how they get you because I came home broke down. And if you would say, like, I was like, well, shit, maybe I need to take this free acting class because it's not working out the way I wanted it to. I hope that the audition itself was set up by Scientology. <laughs> they broke you down in the session. They send you home and suddenly the flyers there. That would be an excellent recruiting tactic. I mean, I feel like that must have worked for them in the 70s and 80s. But at this point, come on. No one's falling for that shit. I, I just can't imagine. I know. I know. I wonder if they like get new recruits nowadays. Right. Because we know I, so much. At this point, it's almost like oversaturation with the the truth about this religion. It's like we have had a thousand documentaries telling us how wild it is. It's like I know. if you don't know that something's going on with that religion at this point, I don't, you haven't been on the Internet in 10 years. Exactly. And I think that's what they want. They want that's the kind of people they want. They're like, are you wealthy and have never been on the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like who's that person but that's what they want that remaining person is tom cruise and they've already got him so i i always wonder about tom cruise browsing the internet i just can't picture that i can't like where is yeah. tom cruise going online you know what actually it's so funny you say that because like now i'm with you i'm like i don't think he does he's not online. right like, he's not online i can't imagine what he has to access on the internet i just can't imagine him like i'm headed over to uh scientific american <laughs> no, what, what he's like, he i've got to get to shopify to buy some items <laughs> but no he's got like because i bet you know what i bet he believes the internet is poison right and he like has an assistant whose job it is to manage i bet he doesn't have email like personal, no way no personal email like no he's way. got the assistant and like everyone else but no way does he you can't email tom at me.com you know right 
<laughs> he very much has that like dad energy of like anything you do with the screen is a waste of time. Right. Why are you playing video games? Get off that internet. Right. So and I yeah, I can't imagine him doing that. But maybe he maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he's lurking on Twitter, trolling <laughs> he'll people. Surprise us. He's got an Etsy shop. I don't know. <laughs> Naomi, Tom Cruise aside, this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. And a few weeks ago, you agreed to be on the podcast, and uh, I was so excited. I thought, Naomi, I had a chance to talk to her. I'm thrilled beyond belief. She had my maybe my favorite song of 2020, <laughs> Bye Bitch, uh, which was just a balm. Um, and so I thought, wonderful, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, a few days ago, I decided to occasionally I'll take a drive just to confirm that the world still exists and listen to some music at a deafening level. And I was cruising through your neighborhood and uh, I thought maybe I'll just see what Naomi's up to. So I put on my mask. I walked up to your apartment. Your door was open a crack. Your hand shot out <laughs> and handed me a small bag. And I thought this is strange. Maybe maybe she doesn't feel like taking visitors. It's COVID. She probably doesn't want to see me. So I took the bag didn't open it. I thought, I'll just wait till the podcast and see what's going on. Oh, Naomi, I have to ask you, <laughs> is this a gift for me? Yes, it is, Bridger. Oh, Lord. What's happening? <laughs> well, look, I feel like you doth protest too much. So if you say <laughs> I said no gifts, I feel like it's a challenge. And normally I detest challenges and I really don't like assignments, Bridger. But I said, you know what? I will meet him where he stands. <laughs> okay, well, while we're here, uh, you know, I don't want to be rude. The last thing I want to do is be rude on my own podcast. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. Should I should I open this here? Why, yes, of course. Okay, I it's in a kind of a little uh what type of material is this? Uh it's like a, a little not bur burlap is too strong, but like it's like a soft bur like fancy yeah. burlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little a it's, little pouch. A pouch. Right. I'll say it's roughly the size of like two bars of soap, and I will reveal I usually don't open gifts on the podcast. And I haven't opened this, but because it looked like bars of soap, I will full disclosure say I did smell it. <laughs> And did not smell soap. Right. So, I mean, there's a chance that it's a well-packaged soap. Uh, <laughs> it says for Bridger, and it says uh, a word loon on it, which could mean something, could not. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows? This could this could have held soap before. I'm going to open it up. All right. I'm going to open right. this up and see what's happening in here. See what's happening. It's, like, right. not really made for the bag, so you're going to have to pull it. You're going to have yeah, to this pull is a, This is a... Yeah. What is the, uh, like... 20 pounds of something in a 10 pound sack. <laughs> this is exactly what's happening here. I'm feeling plastic. I'm now. There you go. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> initially I thought, okay. <laughs> initially it's in some sort of, um, it, like in a pill shaped bottle. So initially I thought almost immediately Naomi has gifted me some sort of medication. <laughs> Which again would have been fine. I would have probably taken some right here on the podcast, but I'm, I'm I'm relieved to say it's gummy bears. Yes. But like a now this is a this is immediately the fanciest gummy bear I have ever seen. 
They're vanilla almond gummy bears inspired Inspired. by pressed juicery's (laughs) signature blend. And it's also, okay, and I'm not going to say the other brand. I've already said one brand name. Neither of these companies uh, sponsors this podcast, so we're only handing one one free (laughs) sponsorship out here. But pressed juicery is kind of a fancy juicery out and about is it an la company uh, i know probably. new york too so they're like around they're around right you know they're one of these uh shops where you buy a 45 dollar juice <laughs> you've got celery water you've got your you've spinach. got micro shots you've got a wheat grass you've got a, a turmeric you know <laughs> um but this is so now i'm just tell me more well I, the only real candy I eat are gummy bears um, okay. or like gummies in general. You know, they don't have right, to be right. bear. Um, but I love a gummy and I like I prefer it to be sour fruit flavored. And so, you know, I, I thought the vanilla almond gummy bear was sick. And <laughs> it was sick uh, as far as flavors of a gummy goes. Uh, I was afraid to try it. Right. Uh, you know, and I thought maybe maybe Bridger will maybe Bridger will take the hit and he can tell me yeah. how it tastes. <laughs> neither neither vanilla nor almond are things I would they were they're probably both like number 800 on a list of possible flavors for gummy bears, I would say. Exactly. Combining them together. And then they're like an opaque. So this is very interesting. I mean, I've occasionally on this podcast, the gummies have been brought up because I love a gummy. Oh, you do? Um, I was something I maybe this is, you know, what is it uh, manifesting or, you know, almost vision board style where you start talking about something and suddenly your life is just full of it. Because recently, uh, Kula Vilaisak was on the podcast and she gifted me after the podcast. She continued (laughs) to just throw things at me. Uh, She gave me two and a half pounds of gummy bears, fruit flavors. So those are currently, you know, something I'm snacking on. And now I've got this. The fanciest gummy bear in the world. Should I eat one? Try one, eat one and see what happens. I'm cracking the bottle. You cracked it. Smell it. I'm going to say the smell is not, not great. Good. <laughs> uh, that said, I don't know that I've ever really smelled gummy bears. So maybe all gummy bears. No. Smell it. They're very tiny. Look how tiny they're that very is. petite. I'm going to see what happens. If you don't like it, just spit it out. Don't swallow it if you don't like it. Do you taste vanilla? Do you taste almond? It tastes like bacon grease no oh, now the vanilla is coming um this is not a good flavored Gummy. candy okay okay thank you it's like <laughs> thank you it's um in a, in a minute i'm gonna eat another and see if my brain has adjusted to what that experience is okay no um, bacon grease with a hint of vanilla is not the one <laughs> it's uh i'm not tasting almond in any fashion i'm yeah. i mean yeah. maybe that's what the bacon grease was and then it's also got i don't know if it's just some something that's inherent to gummies but there is like a fruitiness to it hmm. which makes no sense whatsoever hmm. so y- your brain is going on a true downhill slope of <laughs> you're just like it's fear like a at snowballing fear what am i going to taste next? yeah yeah, yeah. you're careening down a slippery slope without your ski poles and a tree is in the distance right um i will say it starts off worse than it ends (laughs) 
um, the the initial flavor is something that I was when you said you could spit it out. I thought maybe I spit it out. Maybe yeah. I just get rid of this. Yeah. But in hopes of a better tomorrow, I thought let's just keep chewing. And now it just tastes like I like occasionally you're as a child uh, tempted to taste the scented marker or the uh, scratch and stiff sticker. The- Never. Never. <laughs> I was not that child. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to find a uh, some something that resembles this experience. And although I wasn't that child either, I, I guess I was. You know, we would have like occasionally someone would have markers that had fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. You would smell them, and you'd be like, "That smells good." I never tried it, but I imagine this is what you would end up with. Or if, like, as an adult, you. Stuck your fingers in a candle and just uh, <laughs> gave that a shot. Um, it's not good. Now that I've said, you know, maybe I do say both brand names, although maybe that now, maybe now they're circling and want to sponsor the podcast. So I'm going to back off. <laughs> press juicery. I love the I love the gummy bears. You say press juicery. Gotta, we love other flavors. We, we love, love what you're trying, but can you send some flavors that are actually gummy appropriate? Yes. Society in general has said, let's do fruit with the gummies. Yes. yes. We're all okay with that happening. Yes. We did not need to take this sharp left towards vanilla almond. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a coffee. That's a, uh, an ice cream. Yeah. Yep. That's a, you know... Th- we are sticking with fruit flavors with a gummy bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it just doesn't make any other sense. I don't care if you're fancy. <laughs> I know. Make a more accurate fruit flavor. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Also, we haven't covered all of the fruits with gummy bears. It's not like we ran out of fruit That's for gummy true. bear flavors. I've never had Maybe, a dragon fruit gummy, a kiwi gummy. You know? Right. Oh, my God. Just off the top of your head. Look what's happening here. I've never even had a mango gummy. Oh, my God. I, you're right. So it feels like maybe let's give it a a shot um, with the rest of Earth's fruit Mm -hmm, before mm we uh, dive into other dessert categories. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the person like in R&D that was just like, what if we made a gummy milky? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's like, no, you're fine. That feels like a move where the person was like. I've got to get out of this job. I, they're not going to. I can't quit. I've got to get them to fire me. Let's get a heavy dairy flavor in a um, chew. Oh, a it's, chewable dairy. <laughs> I mean, no, thank you. I mean, I think I'm going to try another just really quick. Why are you doing this? I have to. It's you know, so my, funny. maybe I'm just immature. Maybe, maybe I'm not classy enough. No, this but maybe is the Utah now I am. in you. You're like hopeful. You're like, let's try again, Utah. I feel like that should be the tagline for Utah. Let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the initial flavor of this is one of the worst flavors <laughs> of candy I have ever tried. It's, I mean, it's inexcusable. It doesn't make. How did this get past the trial stage? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, Bridger. Oh, what is it? I oh, nearly no. didn't swallow. <laughs> don't swallow it. Stop. It's in my body. It's part of who I am now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's become you now. Yes. Now, okay, Bridger. I was literally my initial my initial thought was to give you some cans of dented cat food. Now, having <laughs> tried the gummies. 
Would you say you would have preferred the dented cat food cans? I would have gotten a fork, a knife, a napkin, and eaten both cans of this botulism cat food before ever trying this vanilla almond gummies again. These are worse than getting botulism. Uh, do you get botulism? Is that how that works? Yeah, you get it. It's uh, Vanilla almond gummy bears are truly... And this goes beyond circus peanuts. This goes beyond black licorice taffy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the worst candy I've ever tried. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored to have provided you that experience. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I'll say about this. Is <laughs> it's uh, so horrifying that it's new. You should keep it in your house and like have it be like a dare. Like you want one of these vanilla almond candies and like you have to give it to somebody and it's like a rite of passage or a test. Oh, absolutely. Also, it could be a test of people's honesty. You bring guests over and you see if people, how honest they are with you uh, as a guest. Like right. if somebody tells me they're loving these, I know that I can't trust them in any business dealing right. or of the heart. <laughs> I know that they can't even tell me the truth about a disgusting gummy. Bear. Right, right. No, you're very, very right. That's or good. I know that they have bad taste. Either way, you don't want to be bothered. That person has right. to be out of your life. They're not coming back. They're certainly not coming back to my home. <laughs> so this is a very good, it's almost like an, you know, like a king would have a, a bottle of these and he would have his servants come and try them before deciding to trust them. Yeah. And this is now my, the true test of anything in my life. <laughs> and I'm thrilled. Do you have a least favorite candy or food? Oh, least favorite. Um, well, you had mentioned, I don't like, as far as candies go, I will not touch licorice in any form. Even red? Absolutely not. Wow. Um, I don't like um, taffies or toffees or just <laughs> any of that stuff that really just fucking takes out a crown. Something that can take out a crown. <laughs> I don't like it. I do it like when it's like too much. Ew. Like I wanted right. taffy to be good, you know, because in the summer it's like, I bought taffy and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. Disgusting. Taffy, yeah, is one of those things that's so aspirational. It's like, I went to the boardwalk yeah. and bought taffy. Yes. What an experience. But taffy is disgusting. It all sucks. It hurts your teeth. It's so bad. Like, I don't even understand. Like, it feels like it feels like a candy that was like made during the Great Depression, but we didn't have much. You know what I mean? But we wanted the children right. to feel special. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Uh, dark Times candy is just <laughs> all bad. It's all bad stuff where it's like, well, we didn't have sugar, so we use beet syrup. And it's like, no, we could we could just move on from that phase. Right, right. We don't need that type of food in our lives anymore. We've got all the ingredients to make things that taste good. Yeah, licorice is interesting to me. That I, I like a, lead, a red licorice. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. A black licorice has yet to uh, work for me. Is that because you don't have black people in your life? <laughs> Very, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's because black licorice is horrible. <laughs> it's like it tastes like poison. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've never had it. Like even just the red. Because oh, my haven't. mom loves Twizzlers, and so we always had like Twizzlers in the house growing up. Right. So I would to eat those, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 this is bad." So like, <laughs> once I went off of that very early on, and that was a popular one, you weren't going right. to get me to eat like another version or a knockoff or a different color. <laughs> you know what I mean? But our black licorice. Do you know? Is it like cinnamony, or is it supposed to be like anise? It's not. It's like anise. That it's is exactly sick. Like, right. As a and I don't mind anise in other 
situations, like if it's a light touch of anise, but uh, but not as a candy, but not as a munch, munch, munch. No, no, no. Thank you. No, I I read recently about a man who died because he ate too much black licorice. Apparently, it's like on at high levels, it's toxic. <laughs> so I mean, that feels like a red flag right there. I don't know what to tell people. Yeah, definitely. You should actually put that on the bag. Right. I will say Australians know how to make a good licorice, really? a good fruit licorice. Yeah. I've had a mango that was delicious. Huh. They they really go for the flavors. Whereas like, I don't mind a Twizzler as not a candy nor a food, but as a something to chew, almost like a dog toy. Um, <laughs> a human dog toy. Uh-huh. Right. The flavor's not there for me. Uh, but the uh, Australians, for some reason, they're very proud of their licorice. That's interesting. I lived in Australia and I did not know about licorice, but also... I hate licorice, so it's not like I would have welcomed it into my life in any flavor. What were you doing in Australia? Honey, sometimes you gotta get away. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta get away. And I just tried it. <laughs> this was back this was like a while ago. This was like a, it was 08 to 09. What um, was that experience like? Was it enjoyable? It was. It was enjoyable, but also wild. I mean, I miss it. I would love to go back, but it's also like... Only the thing I would do at 25 to 26 years old. Like, that's right. how old I was. And it was just like, let's go. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I wish I, I don't know, because they were like, being black there, like, people just like, they'll touch up on you. They asked me if I was a refugee. Oh, it was a whole boy. thing where I was like, I know I won't be here long. Sure. So, kind of once I knew that, like, I didn't really put the effort into kind of like laying down roots or finding a job that right. I would really want to keep or, you know, what did you do for work there? I worked at a, as a bartender at a hostel at like a youth oh, hostel wow. downtown. And then I worked at, um, carnival cruise lines offices. So when the boats come into <laughs> Sydney Harbor, you know, they need to get all their, they had to get re up. They got to get their supplies. The people who work have to get doctor's appointments. And so our office would like schedule all that stuff. We'll get wow. that stuff going. Yeah. Did you get a free cruise out of it? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't even let me play on the internet. They like, what? I was like, okay, Carnival, y'all need to relax, okay? Because this job is not that deep. <laughs> you cannot block me from blogging. And they did, though. But <gasps> That is shameful. Absolutely shameful. But, you know, to be a, to work as a bartender, and I got, you know, again, just at a hostel, $17 an hour. What? Hello? Did you get tips? No, they don't really tip there. Uh, okay, so they have to, but $17 an hour to bartend? That's incredible. I know. And, and like, age of 25, and then every now and then I would get a tip, and it was like, you know, like some dude who would just put, give me $20. <laughs> I was like, wow. thanks. And then I was just like... <laughs> And so, yeah. Did you travel around the country? I did. I did. I got to a bunch of places. I did. Um, I did do the little Great Barrier Reef. I did a little oh, snorkel. Beautiful. Um, and I, God, I'm like blanking on everything. Oh, the Northern Territory and the the pretty much the desert, you know, and right. Uh, saw Uluru and camped outside. Like I did a lot of that, and then I went to New Zealand for uh, two weeks, a week, and wow. then. And then that was it. That was like the end of my trip. Like when I was like, okay, it's time to go home. Let me go see everything. That feels like a pretty full experience. It was a very full I, experience. I would love to go. You but have the, to. That, that flight is 55 hours long. Well, from New York. Yeah, dude. It's like a full 24, at least from LA. <sighs> you could you lose six hours. So it's 18. Right. But I will tell you, or at least back then, 
it was such a nice flight. Like even coach, because it's so long, like you get tons of food, all the movies you can want, comfortable seats. So like, and that was just, you know, my regular, like broke ass 25 year old taking a flight. Like if you did it, you know, fancy. Right. Well, I'm never going to do it fancy. Are you kidding me? I only want to do things fancy. What would Bitsy say? What would Bitsy say, Bridger? (laughs) I can't do a fancy. (laughs) I I would just be thinking about how much money I spent the entire time. Then I can't relax in another way. I will say, (laughs) you know, airlines that operate out of the United States are almost uniformly horrible. But Asian airlines, Mm -hmm. uh, European airlines, all even base level treat you like a person. I know. I know. It's really, really wild. I don't understand it. Because they understand that life is worth living. And if (laughs) you are going to be in the sky, trapped with other people who you can't account for, you might as well get a buttered roll. (laughs) They're good about it. They are good about it. Well, look, I think it's time to play a game. Oh. Do you want to play a game called Gift Master or a game called Gift or a Curse? Gift or a Curse. All right. I need a number between one and ten. Nine. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. (laughs) Now, while I calculate, I need you to summon all of your power to promote something, recommend something, do whatever you want for the next who knows how long. I'll be right back. Okay. So, you guys, I have this podcast called Couples Therapy, which I think you should really listen to. We're having fun with it in Quar. We've had some fun guests. We answer relationship questions. We talk to couples. We have Nico Santos from Superstore and his boyfriend, Zeke Smith, on. Zeke Smith from Survivor. Hello. We just talked to Tig Notaro and Stephanie Allen. We just had Alex Newell. I'm just, like, naming all the people who I like. And, you know, just listen to that. Me and Andy, our relationship is managing to survive this pandemic, even though it's like we don't even want to look at each other's faces. Can you handle it? I'm also watching a lot of anime, so I'd recommend My Hero Academia if you haven't started it. Um, It's really good. It's four seasons. It's like, I don't know. I love anime, but I can't fuck with video games. I don't know. I don't know. This is just who I am now. Um, Hulu has a lot of anime and it's dubbed. I don't want to get in a fight with you about dub versus sub. Don't start with me. Okay. I'm not, it's a fucking cartoon. I'm not trying to read. So that's what I like. So you can watch that. I'm going to tell you to watch that. You got to watch the Night Stalker. Enough is enough. (laughs) Look, we did enough earlier to drain my listeners away. Suddenly you've made this incredible pitch for your podcast. I'm going to have half a listener left. (laughs) I mean, I I think my mom is barely listening at this point. So it's like, oh, my God, I mean, this could back. be the final nail in the coffin for I said no gifts <laughs> and my life is over. <laughs> but do what you want. I you know, I took too long calculating. And so this is all my fault. Suddenly you're promoting dubbed anime, which <laughs> I can't get behind. What? You know, it's are you a purist? Are you a purist? I'm a little bit of a, you know, dubbed anything. I'm thrown. I'm a little bit. I'm always thrown. I need to. I prefer. I mean, I think you can do a a decent dub. Some people do a good dub with those Studio Ghibli movies. You can get a good dub. A Funimation dub is top notch. Okay, they've only got about (laughs) 12 voice actors. You start to know their voices and it kind of takes you out of it. But it's a top notch (laughs) dub. I'm not watching a dub movie, but it's a cartoon. It's already a drawing and their mouths don't even make real shapes. So it's like easy to just dub. That's very true. A dubbed movie, I'm out immediately. If it's live action, yes. forget oh about it. Oh my God, it. Netflix I mean, loves to dub. 
I watched the trailer for this um, Lupin. Uh-huh. This new, yep. uh, the trailer they had dubbed, and I've heard good things about the show, but the trailer was dubbed so poorly <laughs> that I like my head was spinning. I couldn't believe anyone approved this thing. It looks horrible. Well, I realized there's one show. There's one show I'm watching. It's called Sweet Home, and it's Korean, and I'm watching it with subtitles. It's live action, right? But I like clicked over the dub just to hear what it was like, and I realized what was what one of the things that bumped me too is that like all the actors sounded Caucasian to me. Oh no! And it's like because I'm like I'm watching like Korean people, right? And it's literally someone like, "What's going on?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Y'all can find like a Korean." Not that I can like necessarily hear Korean in someone's voice, but it was just like so like Caucasian American accented English that <laughs> I was like, "No, no, makes no, no sense." Yeah, I want to get hired to dub things. If you're out there listening, I'll dub an entire movie thirty bucks. Just, I want to do it for the experience. I want to ruin somebody's movie going experience. 30 bucks. Oh my God. Oh, I'm trying to think of a movie you could dub now. Why don't we have you dub Amelie? You can be Amelie. Yes. I can bring the sense of whimsy that movie requires. I think so. You said no gifts. Right. Okay, let's get into this game. I'm going to name three things. You have to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. And, you know, as usual, I have to remind the, the guest that there are correct answers. Okay. Uh, this is not a, uh, an exercise in subjectivity. This is, there are true, hard, cold, correct answers. Okay. Okay. First up, speaking of trailers, this is a uh, a listener suggestion. Gift or a curse, movie trailers. Movie trailers are a curse why because i'm already backpedaling movie trailers are a gift because (laughs) (laughs) they let you know where you should put your time do you want to watch this movie you know a movie trailer will try to give you the flashiest moments and if you are not impressed you do not watch that motion picture (laughs) and that's gorgeous for someone to realize I ain't got time for these hoes. You got to razzle dazzle. <laughs> and so that's like really nice that uh, movie trailers exist. Naomi, you right out of the gate, you've nailed it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd like to disagree here. I mean, actually not right out of the gate because you did stumble a bit, but I then did. you backpedaled, you I corrected, did. you course corrected. Uh, movie trailer, of course it's a gift. I love a movie trailer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I loved a little sneak peek of what the future has in store for me. Even if it's bad, I'm like, well, now I... I got to watch something horrible and it was it was almost a vanilla almond gummy bear uh, experience. I love a good movie trailer. I have to get to the movies way in advance. I need to see every single trailer. But here's my question, though. How do you feel like do you want a trailer that leaves you wanting more or because like so many movie trailers, I feel like will tell you the whole movie nowadays. Like you Entire watch a trailer thing. and you're like, well, I saw it, I guess. Like it'll tell you the twist. They'll tell you how the. <laughs> do you want that or do you want a trailer that's very much like almost like a Mad Men trailer where it's just flashes of people saying one sentence and you don't know what any of it means. I love the latter. I love, you know, I love a movie trailer that barely just gives me, this is basically the vibe of the movie. Here's the tone. Here's who's who's going to be in it and who's directing it. That's all I need. Okay. I don't need, you know, to see the final climax of the movie in 
45 seconds and then i'm like well then the, so i get to watch the boring part now i'm going to pay to watch the the dullest parts of the movie i don't understand <laughs> uh what's your preference there i don't know it's interesting when the trailer is everything it makes me feel like it's not a good movie because i'm like you told me the whole story so you obviously don't want me to show up like you know what i mean like i'm like it's not good so like when it's like that i always am like well if you don't like it i don't like it Feel, but um but at the same time when it's like very like moody and ethereal and like where i'm like i don't know what any of this means you know i don't like when i don't know like where i can't take away something right yeah uh it is i do feel like uh when the nice thing when they show me everything if it's like you know a, a big action movie that i probably wouldn't have seen in the first place i'm like thank you for saving me the $50 that they're charging for a movie ticket at this point. Um, But the the only movie trailers I don't like are for comedies because I feel like movie trailers for comedies are never funny, even if the movie's funny. So that can be a real poison. (laughs) But overall, we're on the same page here. Uh, Gift. Mm -hmm. The next one here is an interesting one. It's from a listener named Sam. And Gift or a Curse, this is what Sam suggested, a cool glass of milk. Is there no context for this milk? Just milk on its own? The, it, Sam has... This is all of the information Sam has provided. Sam wants to know, gift or a curse, a cool glass of milk. Those are ew. Sam's exact words. Ew, ew, ew. That is a curse. <laughs> and there was something about the way you said it, Bridger. You really pronounced... <laughs> you really gave me the L and the K in milk. It was milk. That I just was really not having it. Absolutely not. Ew. I I knew somebody in high school who would drink milk. Like with her meals. And she was like very tall and pale and like fair. And like it was, I was like, well, like you're tall. Like you obviously have strong bones. But she was just like drink milk. And I was like, with pizza? It was so gross. Well, you haven't even, you haven't answered you yet. You haven't said gift or a curse. Curse. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's a curse. Can you imagine? Cool glass of milk. A cool glass <laughs> of milk. <laughs> I'm I'm grossing myself out at this point. <laughs> That's too much. I apologize to listeners far and wide. I am I'm driving listeners away. <laughs> I this is a real self-sabotage on my part. Uh Naomi, two for two. A cool glass, a cool glass of milk uh, on its own. What are we talking about? Exactly. I, I, at no point do I just want to be drinking milk context free. Uh, no. I, I with a cookie, I'm on board. Yes, I'm. I've been very clear. I will drink that with a cookie, but in no other situation do I want that beverage. I also like even with a cookie, like like I like I definitely I like milk with uh, sweets, but I'm also not even going to have a lot of it. Right? Like if I, I have a little sip. It's almost cleansing of the palate. But if that cookie's done and there's leftover milk, I'm not finishing that milk. It's going in the sink. It's over. That milk's over. That I understand that. I, that's why I'm very, I really, I mean, to the point of not enjoying either thing, I calculated my brain. I'm eating this much of the, the sweet. I'm drinking this much of the milk. Yes. I'm eating this much. And then, you know, they kind of are both gone at the same time. Um, anyone who's drinking milk with, uh, you know, a pizza or this sort of thing, I just... I don't even know where to begin with the mental state of this person. What are we doing culturally? Uh, I don't understand it. <laughs> okay. The one thing I will say, though, 
How do you feel about milk with sweet breakfast? I'm going to tell you this. I Ooh. like milk with my pancakes or like a waffle. Really? Because it's um, like dessert to me. You know, it's like it's like pancakes, syrup. It's like so sweet. I like a milk with that. See, I could if I have if it has like a like, let's say let's have a peanut butter banana waffle. Ooh. I could get behind milk with that because you you need you need to cut through all that. But per, usually I prefer a black coffee with a sweet dessert. I like the the. Uh, balance of that. Okay. Okay. But I can I can get behind that, and also milk does seem like a, as far as a meal goes, an early morning meal. Yes. You're not having that with lunch. Good what God. are we? Ta- I mean, with your tuna sandwich. Good God! <laughs> what am I running from? You know, you're on the lamb. If you're doing that, you're, you're like, absolutely. It's like something. you're hiding something, and you're not hiding it well. <laughs> That's what's happening. Okay. Wow. I mean, who knows? You might make gift or a curse history i don't know that anyone has ever won this game before so the pressure is just crushing it <laughs> at this point and all i'll also say this is uh a history making part of this game because they're all listener suggestions this next one is from a listener named morgan gift or a curse all inclusive resorts all inclusive resorts are they a gift or are they a curse i'm gonna tell you this they're a curse because what they include is never what you want. Okay? <laughs> what is ever included is not what you want. It's like one continental breakfast with half a crusty bagel. You know what I mean? Like, it's like all inclusive. They'll be giving you the goods. And then it's like, if you, you're like, I want a vegetable. They're like, you're going to have to pay $20 for that vegetable at that restaurant. You know what I mean? <laughs> curse. Curse. It sounds good. It sounds good. I did a cruise. I took a cruise once. And that was like my only time. And I remember like being so excited because I was like a cruise. This is going to be nuts. And then I was like, they literally want me to just become a flotation device. They're only, <laughs> they're only making trash acceptable. And then if you paid extra, you could go to like the different, you know, like restaurant where I think food was fresh. Naomi, ring the bell. <laughs> You have gotten three for three. I don't know that anyone's ever gotten three for three. <laughs> All inclusive resorts are a curse from top to bottom. <laughs> I've never been to one. I have been on a cruise. The closest thing. It's a, you know, it's a jack of all trades situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing is done well. To me, when you say all-inclusive resort, that just means they have a soft-serve ice cream machine. (laughs) And I don't want anything to do with that. Who cares? I don't need somebody... I need to be able to pick everything I want. I will pay to go to the location, and then I will find the best of the things that I want. I don't need, you know, some manager of the cruise ship or the resort, their taste of what's good. And then they're cutting, you know, cutting costs. You know, it's all, uh, you know... I have to be able to plan every single detail and an all inclusive resort is not allowing me to do that. Yep. So it's not for me. I watched this documentary recently called, um, some kind of heaven, which I can't recommend enough. It's kind of about, well, it's called the villages. It's this retirement community in Florida and it's essentially an all inclusive resort. And while we were watching it, I said to Jim, my boyfriend, this is literally hell for me. Like, it is not <laughs> heaven. Like, they have everything for you, but it's all like the C minus version of whatever it is. Right, I right. Mean, they did have a nice looking bowling alley, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, it looks just like torture. I can't have that happening for me. Wait, the documentary was about the retirement community? It is incredible. Everyone has to watch it. Okay, it's so wait. beautiful and strange and sad. Uh, 
It's about this retirement community, and I believe it's called The Villages. It may be the biggest retirement community in the United States. I'm just guessing. Maybe they say that in the in the uh, documentary. I can't remember. But you follow these various people who live there. One who doesn't live there. He lives in his van and is trying to find a wealthy woman to get in a relationship with. It's pretty wild. I'm into that guy. That's that's like yeah, my energy. We're all into we're all into that guy until we see the documentary. <laughs> And then it's it's a little rough. But yeah, uh, all-inclusive resorts, let's just all get on board. Yeah. It's a curse. Yeah. And I, I apologize to listener Morgan. I, I hope you didn't have a dream time at an all-inclusive resort and suddenly Naomi and I are telling you you're wrong. But that's what happened, Morgan. And that's the risk you run when you ride into Bridger. <laughs> yes. When you submit, when you, submit. You, are, you are stepping into an open field and I have my sniper rifle. <laughs> Yeah, is that too is that too scary of a an analogy? It's hard to say, but that's the experience of I said no gifts. Sometimes it's frightening. Right, right. Okay, you're the big winner. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Let's answer one question from listeners. This is called I said no questions. People are writing into I said no gifts at gmail dot com. These people have nowhere else to turn. They they've they're emailing me. So and you so here let me read this it says dearest bridger and whoever has the pleasure of joining you today so she's assumed that you are going to have a good time uh big assumption big swing for her it says this email is slightly different i am not in need of a gift for someone else but rather gift suggestions for my own birthday i'm the type of person to buy things i need when i need them and with the holidays just having passed any ideas i had have already been gifted to me i'm turning 23 uh, I don't know what to tell people who are getting things for me. I'm a kindergarten teacher who lives in the Finger Lakes wine region of New York. I have a cat named Squid. Oh, that's an interesting. Okay. Very close to your Squid. cat name. Squid. Hmm. Okay. I love reading and listening to vinyl. Uh, much love, Katie. Katie is turning 23. She needs to tell people in her life what to get her. Katie, if you don't already have it and you're 23, ask somebody to get you 10 free therapy sessions. You are oh. in your early 20s. You're a mess. Okay? No matter what's <laughs> going on with you, you a mess. And if you ain't a mess now, you're going to be a mess. So you need to just kind of work on getting your head right in the finger lakes with your vinyl. I love this suggestion. Early therapy before you, like me, realize in <laughs> so many myriad ways why you need it more than anything. Just get ahead of You've the You've got thing. to get ahead of it. You've got to. Get into the therapy. Have a nice time. Go have somebody you can just reveal all secrets to. Reveal your traumas. Get through these things and then live a full, a nice adult life. That sounds, that's lovely. I think so. I think it's, you know, they say it's easier to ask for help when you need it if you practice asking when you oh, don't. Oh, I've never heard that. And that's probably why I have such a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. You strike me as someone who doesn't let people in, Bridger. <laughs> like you're really like... I've got this and I have a ride joke. And then it's like, okay, Bridger, who hurt you underneath? You know, <laughs> the list is just far too long to get into. Uh, and I just don't want to burden anyone with that. Um, no, I love that. Uh, you know, and I also like that Katie has come in with just, just these clear interests. She likes the cat. She likes to read and she likes to listen to music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the vibe. Have you, do you read it all, Naomi? You know, I'm 
I'm trying to get back into reading. I used to be a real book machine and I don't, and I think it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like something in the, in the last few years I have it right now, though I have started this book. It's actually a YA book, but I'm really like loving it. It's a good gateway called the mysterious Benedict society. Wow. Aparna Nanchirla was just on this yes. podcast recommending this thing. That's what she I've recommended read it. to me, and that's why I have it. She apparently is a rep for the book. <laughs> she, she's got some sort of financial stake in this series success. It's fun. It really keeps you going, and it's like, I don't know, I like, you know, it's like, I want to be taken away. Like, I'm into the fantasy, the magic, honey, the Harry Potters, especially nowadays. I'm on board. So it's like a quick read. It's like quick. I'm uh, one chapter away from my current book being done. And then I always spiral thinking about what am I going to read again? I now have this. This is an incredible recommendation for me. And Katie does, too. The Mysterious Benedict Society. Yeah. Yep. And it's a series, too, I think. So, like, there's a few. So, you know, if you get into it. You've got you got some good some I good things love ahead. Uh, you know that just sets you up. You're like I don't have to worry about thinking of another book for five books. Right, exactly. Wait, what are you about to finish? Uh, it's called Olive Again. Have you hmm. heard of Olive Kitteridge? Yes. It's the sequel to that book, oh. which was an HBO miniseries, which I loved. Uh, I think it's just lovely and funny and uh, a little bit sad, but uh, they're kind of short stories, but this character is recurring in all of them. So it's a very easy read, despite being beautifully written. Yeah. So I can recommend that too. (laughs) That's a good one. But so now we've gotten two, you know, I feel like uh, you've got two excellent book recommendations here. Mm -hmm. Katie, I can't, uh, as far as vinyl music, is there any music you can recommend? No, I listen to the same stuff over and over. Like, I don't keep up with new music. I'm still listening to... What's like, a favorite album? Honey, I listen to the In the Heights soundtrack 20 times. Uh. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not I'm not very good. Um, Get In the Heights on vinyl. <laughs> I don't know. Do they probably offer it. Uh, a friend of mine said there's like a Rihanna album. He had... It's on... They didn't make a lot of them on vinyl. He says it's like worth th- over 300 bucks. He's like what? a vinyl person. And it's like, because they didn't do a lot of pressings, if you got this album, it's like, holy shit. And I'm like, what? I didn't realize that was still happening. Like I thought vinyl, it was like the older stuff that was valuable. You know? Right. But no, now it's but like- with a Rihanna, she's not the first person you think of when you think of vinyl. So that kind of makes sense to me where it's like, well, yeah, I guess she probably was like, sure, make a hundred. Right. <laughs> And now it's probably the rarest vinyl of all time. Right. I will say, uh, Katie, there's an album by the band Sparks. They have an an album called Propaganda, which is my favorite album cover of all time. And you could get that on vinyl. Then you've got this beautiful uh, album cover, too. And it's very fun music. Yeah. What kind of music is it? It's like, I would say it's uh, glam rock. uh, Okay. Proto Devo. Stop, uh, stop, 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 stop. No, it's, it's not very you, it's fun. Me. Like, I don't know music genres. So if you like get out of the top four and you start like saying stuff like that, I'm like, nah, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. Like, I feel like you would like this. It's got these great drum beats. It's got it's a little theatrical. What are the it's vocals? got a good sense of humor. I like good vocals. I'm not here. You will like, love these vocals. Okay. Yes. You will love these vocals. Yes. I can guarantee beautiful singing. Love it. Go for get yourself in the heights. Get this mysterious <laughs> Rihanna album, and get yourself Sparks Propaganda. Look at I mean I I truly if Katie doesn't have a happy birthday at this point that's inc- it's on her. Well, that will go back to the therapy that she's getting. <laughs> Naomi, we've nailed it. I we mean, did. you have you are the first guest who has just come in and just steamrolled all of the challenges. 
It's incredible. And thank God because you gave me this disgusting <laughs> gift, which I'm now kind of uh, saddled with here, but that's fine. Oh, throw it in the garbage. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it as the test. You can't. Oh, my I'm God. I'm keeping it as the test. Uh, After COVID, the first person that comes over, I will see how honest they've been in their dealings with me. So we'll see what happens. Naomi, thank you for being here. You're just wonderful. Thank you. This is our, it's a good time. This is my, our first time meeting. You know, I've heard your name yes. for a while. And so it's so lovely to meet you, sir. I know it's absolutely wonderful to meet you. And uh, hopefully at some point in the future, we'll cross paths. We won't be wearing masks and the virus will have, will be a faint memory. <laughs> it's never going to be a faint memory. <laughs> it will never, it will ever be. <laughs> it will never be faint. It will always be potent. It will, it will be a horrifying memory, which we can ignore the topic. All right. Well, thank you. And listener, this is the end of the podcast. You know, I'm slamming the brakes. You're moving on with your life. Or maybe you're just hitting rewind and listening to the episode over because I do want you to listen over and over and uh, come follow us on Instagram. If you're not doing that, you're not going to see these gummy bears. And that's going to be a damn shame. Goodbye. I love you. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads but I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home 